Hello. Welcome to Tactical Crouch, the guided meditation episode. Join us as we enter Roster Mania and we enter Nirvana. Now, on our podcast today, we will be taking very deep and subtle breaths, not like Atlanta Rain and how they will be bottom of the Overwatch League. Fuck off. Now must stay in your lane as we venture in to the great unknown. Okay. All right. I feel I, I would feel more zen if you didn't do this bit in the very <laughs> fucking week where your microphone broke and like we are literally listening to your fan speeds going up as, as you manipulate as I gong. try to pull up the stuff I need to pull up uh, ahead of time. Yes. Hello. I'm on a new microphone because my mic broke and I'm pretty sure it was the reason why my computer was crashing, but maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Hope everybody had a good holiday. Yiska, how was your holiday? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, like, you know, we celebrate uh, Christmas on the 24th, a little bit of, you know, German trivia. Right. And then the 25th is now forever reserved for my nephew's birthday. So we went over there. Little dude turned around. Was fun, for sure. Nice. Just walking around and shit. First words, you know, all the fun stuff. Cute. Ominous silhouette. Very good. Thank you for contributing to the podcast. Appreciate you. Who is that? I don't know. Leave in a comment who you think it is. Maybe we'll change it mid-podcast. Who knows? This guy has multiple assets that I created <laughs> for him. So you're just going to have to keep guessing on who that is. Just like everybody just is convinced that Dallas is doing things that they may or may not. Who knows? That's look, all I'm saying. Look, yeah, like, don't feel too honey-dicked here. Uh, I'll, I'll juice it up a little. I'll give you like oh. you know I'm I'm off this week and like the subtle you know like the, the reports that mm -hmm. I would be following maybe you know now I'm just like giving a couple of ideas where some teams are going that's that's my goal this episode that you got a couple of ideas what what's going okay. on with, each, with the teams especially in NA. Because so I'll translate that for for all the the the, the both the podcast viewers and listeners. What Yessi is gonna do is gonna drop like very high brow like punny hints that you're going to have to unpack like three different layers yeah. of like connectivity to like point to like the shoes of a player that like could possibly be joining your team. I mean, what what Joe is saying is like, if you haven't read Weimar classicism in order to get the metaphors that you're about to be submitted to, you this is your fault in his mind. Yeah, this is your fault. Uh, he blames you. Uh, consumerism, late stage capitalism, yada yada yada. Uh, but speaking of late stage capitalism and the people that create this podcast and how they support us, uh, is that capitalism? I don't know. I didn't pass history. Anyways, 276 is brought to you by our beautiful patrons, Avril, Vista Baby, Battle Crab, Refine Bean, Bronze Bot, Buhau, Picasso, Chris R34444, Kasha67, Lotion, Porchop, Sammy, Rexa, and Stuck in Bronze, and our YouTube members, I, Sam Jello, William Jess, Fishman, Fire Element 6, AK, Chris R, Brothers, Stuck in Bronze, Samuel Esparza, Adam L, and Sagi Fumi. All right, we got some moves. Finally, we didn't get a delay. Our Christmas wish came true. Yes. The free window or the free agent window but, rather is and has been opened. By the way, can I already say like what terrible timing? Like, <laughs> like 
I I know a lot of the folks like working this expected it to be delayed, and then as rumors came up that we're not yeah. finalizing the things that are going to happen next season and how they're interconnected and like how it's very likely that this window is actually going to come true, they're like, ah, I guess I'm going to have to cancel my Christmas uh, right. for this, and then like I, I'm honestly. And I mean no ill will here, but if the league schedules this, and it's important that this is scheduled in order to get the visas and everything going, mm-hmm. then they better be approving these these signings, you know, pending league approval. You, sure, you know the yes. tweet. They better yeah, be yeah, doing yeah. that under the Christmas tree. Because if you are that imposing that onto, you know, everyone with signing duties in this league, mm-hmm. then you better be the, up there checking these and thoroughly I mean, checking there like when have they ever like yes there have been like examples of them like not approving but like it's very uh, occasional right it's it's in a blue moon correct yes it, that's true but whenever it fails and they don't do their due diligence it always mm-hmm. looks a little bad right for sure yeah that's more than reasonable um but there is a lot of news and rosters to get into, and I think it's probably best we start with some of the not most high profile, but we did just have a show match, right? We did just have the San Francisco Shock facing off against the Dallas Fuel and the E-Set. Run it, back, rent, r- double back, up, down, down, left, right, it's, it's double back uh, show match series. It was held offline, which is very cool. Love to see more offline competition and obviously drawing in sponsorships. That's a good sign as well. Um, Which, again, I think that's like an understated thing that I think slipped under the radar that, you know, obviously, yes, Shock announced their, you know, their initial signings. Is that fair to say initial? Let's start there. Is this the initial Shock roster? Or do you think it has to be right? Like they're currently only five. They need six uh, by March unless they have Krusty signed as a player, which we know isn't you know impossible in the Overwatch League apparently anymore. True, it's true. I mean, um, it's pretty pretty likely that they're going to not do that that cynically, given the mm-hmm. stature of this roster and organization. Um, but I will say I very much echo what you said. I think this is basically roster announcement done right. Right? It's not mm-hmm. done incredibly totally. good, but it's as good as you can reasonably expect. Oh, you don't think so? I thought this was, like, way more interesting than, like, look at our cool Blender animation. No, no. Wow, it's Max, and it's, he's it saying, depends. It depends. I think, like, okay, this might be controversial, and that's definitely my taste, but, like, the <laughs> ones that that I have in mind is, like, for instance, Reckless to G2, right? Sure. That type yes. of production, and, like, you know the, I want to win worlds. And I will. That shit is just pog to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, I will. It. Like there, I'm, I'm pogging. I'm quietly going pog, and th- this, this is like where, where I want these to go more towards to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard to say. Like, I also hundred percent tell you, I knew Van Dame. He sang. Everyone knew. Max. Everyone knew. Yeah, of course. Right? I mean, yeah, that's like the so, worst. Like this could have been, this could have been leaked. As in, like, a re- official report. Um, it's good that it didn't in that particular instance. I think <laughs> wh- where this went a little bit off 
off is that okay. Dallas wasn't ready, apparently, to sure. say, okay, we're announce announcing anything. this and we are also losing using this activation. Yes. Right? Yes. But everything else is always the thing that I advocated for in terms of roster mm -hmm. announcements. Roster announcements are some of the most engaging content. And also you yep. see it by the views. If I switch to this view, we're currently having 860K engagements on this. And at least 150,000 have seen the sponsor's logo, mm -hmm. right? By the, And that's just uh, the, the Twitter account, right? We're not right. talking about the YouTube. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it. So this is not great engagement. It's pretty good for the Overwatch League, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... That's that brings sponsorship attention. You have a pretty good idea what kind of uh, audience this is. This is mm -hmm. what what you know high effective CPM looks like. And considering like this wasn't hundred percent leaked, even though let's be honest, he sent it max pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's that's kind of like where I was taking that, where it's just like, oh, like would it have mattered if Max and he sang got leaked? That's like the worst, not the worst kept secret, but like the most obvious promotion you could have ever seen in your entire life. Like who cares? Like no shit, Sherlock, they're going there. Like, yeah, maybe, who, who maybe are you that kidding? one's big. Yeah, I, I think yeah, like, this is this is an exception, but I agree with you mostly. Yeah, I think that there, especially for Western media, there are only so few things that could have happened. So, for instance, like. Sure. Let's say super to glads, which is the thing that could have happened in the past, right? Um, that being an announcement, and then that blowing blowing that up, right. and that yes. not getting out, that is like that's not popping can, the way that it should, right? Agreed. Can get yep. uh, some eyes on it, and that's where the, you you can drag the engagement out of the content, right? And mm -hmm. um, that could be interesting. But yeah, I, I think like that that's definitely beats easily beats uh, the, you know bad image on Twitter we signed X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And also, realistically, the only thing you're going to drag yourself out on. Um, and I also don't know... It's, it is weird to me because it feels like this is the very obvious sponsorship avenue, right? So... Okay. If you have a team sponsor, you want mm -hmm. them to be engaged and you want to present this type of stage to the, your potential team, team sponsors in order to attract sponsors, right? So, for instance, yep. sometimes you will take sponsors that won't even give you money just for the name recognition that they want to be associated with your content. Famously, Coca-Cola mm -hmm. does this, right? Yep. So, why not still put some production into your announcement uh, given like that that is an announcement that generates at least a little bit of traffic for instance like even something like sugar free to titans could have been that in my mind right oh definitely yeah yeah, yeah. um if you read the room and like say here here's a proof of concept right maybe, maybe the league is too far gone for that but then again like i don't know that that type of like just like laying back and letting it die is too cynical for me you got to try some stuff i don't think it's that cost of, <laughs> uh, cost prohibitive either to have sure. something cool i mean even even like houston is like trying and but they're like leaning into like the cringy like early 2000s like unregistered hyper cam to like right Jerude sandstorm like at least it's you know an attempt it's not the same old like just post an image of like x player it's like we've signed them Everybody clap now. Please clap. 
yeah. we could use the clapping. The thing is, like, as far as I remember, even the reckless G2 thing was like four days of production. They signed him. Four days later, they had everything. Like, they flew over with, like, two production people. They shot yeah. all the footage. They went back. They made sure they had the deal with uh, BMW. They had the BMW there for him to be filmed in front of. Like, everything, mm -hmm. or, or the entire business that could be made there was done in four days. Right. Admittedly, with one of the best content teams in esports history, which is G2. Sure. Um, but, like, theoretically speaking, you can get closer to that you you can promote some product there right i think oh, that totally. it it probably is worth doing more than just that right um and eric's is saying sugar free was also 890k twitter views i think you that just means you underestimated what kind of uh traction you could yeah. be getting right here like um it is a, just a highly anticipated story that has been going on since 2018 by the way yeah. like yeah. I, I recently saw the legendary Iostux uh, tweet where he like commissioned two models to yeah. talk about the 39-year-old's prodigy <laughs> coming in. But like, I think that's, that is probably bare minimum. Not the show match. That's, of course, like going above and beyond. And then I'm happy mm -hmm. that they got a sponsorship activation there. But like doing something else, right? Like it would have been very easy to have like if if they indeed already have the sponsorship uh, activations that Titans had with the breadsticks and whatever in place. Like this is where you can basically make the case again. Almost a million yep. clicks on that is, is interesting, right? So yeah, I think that's that's definitely if you want to if you want to drag this card out of the mud, that's you know, the first thing you got to do. Um, yep. So super happy that the shock once again proving that they are probably the best holistic franchise in terms of like the success, the professionalism behind it, the way they market, the way they understand the community, uh, the way they've built talent funnels with their, uh, you know, with their O2 partnership and whatnot. They just understand the entire ecosystem and use that knowledge to their um, advantage, yep. and. If everyone was like this, we would have far less issues in this league, right? One hundred percent. Like I think that's that's so incredibly well said. The cynic in me wonders, not to completely get real meta with this, um, but I think it's probably you know worth exploring. I, part, the cynical part of me wonders why we don't, why why our teams just so cashed out. I think there are some teams that are just really disillusioned with the product. I get that. But then I look at, you know, a, you know, some teams that are even, uh, you know, remotely neighboring the shock. And I'm just like, where yeah. are your talent funnels? Where, where is your big production? Like yeah. we've seen, we've seen some, but like, it seems like they're just always ahead of the curve. And that's the dark side of this argument that I just made. And almost a counter argument that ironically played against the shock in this match. Just of mm. course, the Lellis fuel, that's a team that won the league right two years in a row built something special there mm -hmm. built something that didn't look like it should work sometimes you know we, we remember sure. the no hit scan thing that still got them very far last year uh we, they bought into edison that worked out right like 
um, mm-hmm. th- th- this that you know that like still keeping like Hanbin and Fearless, which in the end made them actually win the season. Like everything of that sort of invested into the long tr- into the success of this team, mm-hmm. and then they also like this might be where I have to declare bias because as a reporter and as a like someone that wants to get post match and whatever interviews and just like a statement and whatnot. Dallas is amazing. If you ask them for a post-match interview, they will only say no in cases where there's a probable, like just something like we're, we're traveling. I'm sorry, we don't have the device. Right, there's or just logistics issues. Otherwise, there's no you will always get them, which is not, you know, like then they... Not common. Not common. And then keep in mind, this is a full Korean roster, right? That means yeah. Dia always has to be there, the assistant general manager of this team, mm-hmm. in order to support these players and translate, which she also does marvelously. So um, then, of course, they had the regional um, like support of journalism um, in Dallas itself. Sure. Uh, they had um, homestands, where they tried a lot with the regional r- rivalries. They had... Um, just a lot they just tried a lot in the past right yeah. like people remember like for instance the the jane thing where they gave him like a content studio for- and they built out a whole content studio i think a bass was there like they were right. planning on making like a big content push it didn't pan out but like you're saying at least they tried yes. they're trying something yeah and at the end of the day we're sitting here at the start of season six and this is a team that has decided that their strategy apparently isn't as sustainable, right? Like, and that's unfortunately the case if you look at everyone else but Shock. And there, I would say, it's also probably a pretty high demand for everyone to realize, okay, let's be as good at the Shock. They're actually more the outlier. It actually takes genuine yeah. high skill that you can't expect everyone to replicate in terms of like all levels of the... Uh, mm-hmm. organization um but i think like that and maybe that's hyperbolizing but the the fuel of course had to have some radical moves i don't think there's an argument to be made that they let go of that this backline to the atlanta rain for competitive reasons it's very obviously not the case right no of course not it's it's not if, the case if- that like fearless is being let go for competitive mm-hmm. reasons right so yep. they already had um, a lot to sacrifice, and mm-hmm. they were willing to make a lot of concessions within their new paradigm, right? And their new, the yep. new economic pressures that every team in the league faces. And well, like it, I, they it, do. It, yeah, they do face these pressures, but then you still have like the shining light that is this show match. That's like okay. Yes, there is economic pressures, but if it makes sense for sponsors, they will be there. Right. Like ESET is is, is kind of new. I mean, I've seen them. I feel like they've orbited like the the esports space. It makes sense as like an activation. It makes sense as a sponsorship to like gamers, where it's like I use ESET, like it's quite good. Um, but if it makes sense, they'll come. And I think that's like the the life jacket here that I, I really want like listeners and viewers to like reach out and kind of grab hold of. It's like, yeah, the league might not be able to get too many sponsors, but it's very clear that like teams, certain teams still have like the reach and the capability to sell something 
to someone and get some return. And I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, I, I think that's that's true, but it's still like it's it's still pretty like everyone, it's a candle. It's like, a candle what, in the dark. I agree. What what hurts me or what sucks because currently nothing more can really be disclosed in terms of like sure. what the situation is and what kind of solutions the fuel mm -hmm. are working on. But like to say they don't care and whatnot is like oh, yeah. very obviously not That's the case. They're not fumbling anything. Like this, this is just like how how this goes. And you will also see a trend in the teams that are um, currently still investing. And I'd argue that of the teams that are still investing big bucks and genuinely big bucks, mm -hmm. their ownership groups are probably either too far removed or all in on this. Yeah. Okay. So it's not smart spending. Real talk, it's not smart. It's just no. it, it's just not. Right. I mean, Eric, I don't know if, if this is something that you have the bandwidth to do at the moment, but if you could pull up the the rough numbers of like the small fuel docu series that they put out prior to them winning the 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 freaking league. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's content that I've been clamoring for for ages and it finally gets published and somebody finally pulls the trigger on it and it's like very good. Like this is like genuine behind the scenes yeah. like you know nobody I don't think most people remember like Crybaby Tasmo but like there's some genuinely touching moments where like he talks about how like if Hulk didn't set all these things in motion then maybe they don't get here and it's like it's it's a really nice piece like 15k views like all together it's just like don't tell you don't you're not going to come to me and tell me that the fuel aren't trying because they weren't ready for the show match that maybe it wasn't even for them when they've done all of this laundry list of extra things that you know they've done in the past it's just like yeah no you're not gonna and you're right it, it if if this is the results of these things they have to keep trying in different areas until they do find what's cost effective when it comes to like smart spending, right? Um, yeah, go to uh, videos, it, please. Because it's in the series and it's like chronologically, uh, go down, go down. But it, it, the the gist of it is five like, it's just fuel. not. Yeah, five years yeah. of fuel. How, how much is that? How much many views? I can't, 3K? 5K. 5K, yeah. 6K. Yeah. I mean that's not under twenty right? for all three. No, it's it's simply not. But like the art, the artistry is there. Like the idea is correct, but for whatever reason, whether it's the reach isn't there or you know what have you, um, it's it's just not hitting as it should, and that's the big problem. Is that you know this team is trying. There are teams that do try. Um, some you know. I think are a little phoned in. I think there's still a lot of like content that's, you know, produced that is just like very archaic when it comes to like, Oh, you guys remember TSM legends. We're going to have the players talk for a couple seconds and then put in a bunch of fluff clips of the games that they played. And that's the content. It's just like, yeah, everybody does that. Like it's nothing new. Yeah. It really doesn't seem to work much anymore. Like let's try something different. Yeah. I think, the big one is, and that's also probably hard for something like a millennial to to come to terms with, at least a millennial esports uh, fan, is like, you don't win this 
esports thing anymore based on merit, uh, in as in performance. You win a lot based on vibes mm -hmm. and like connecting with people, yes. right? And that's yep. that's uh, uh and uh, of course like so having someone like Super um, in your organization that's you know going to be easier in order to you know accrue a fan base that then goes onto your social channels and now it's it's not like you can just like bolster that one network and like it will feed you traffic you have to build a holistic system of youtube of shorts of tiktok of twitter yep. that like some reddit presence like back in the day like it was enough to get your article up on on reddit sure. because the click through rate was so high right yep. now it's just like a different game and you just got to be holistically engaged mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of skill and you at the same time you're competing against virtual crack of entertainment <laughs> of whatever else is out there right so yeah um yep. it has become very challenging for esports and the the entire ecosystem has to be under the light of like a popping thing that people can mm -hmm. buy into the holistic story of everything and um yeah we got we got to get in there I, honestly Yes, there's there's still questions for me in terms of mm, game longevity. I notice I play a lot less in season two than I did in season one of Overwatch Two. Um, that's a problem that you need to be addressed. I think the content pipeline is probably not broad enough. Um, but like at some point, you also gotta realize it's not no longer like an issue of the game. It's also an issue of the esports content that is being produced that mm -hmm. makes us fall behind other industry-leading esports, and even they have to, of course, like look at economic realities of uh, ad spend and whatnot. At the same time, at least their attention is not going anywhere else, right? Mm -hmm. And we like this. This once again needs to, you know, get the old confidence back. The problem is. I feel like for a lot, I, I agree that owners probably feel a certain amount of like, okay, we, we tried a lot and it just didn't work. And now it's like the league's turn to, in order to create some buzz, like, um, and there's still probably a, like a commonality thing, but it's, it is really challenging, um, in this situation to justify uh, overt spending at the same mm -hmm. time everyone who doesn't also dooms everyone else in some sense right oh yes 100 like somebody has to kind of fall on the sword um and kind of kick the door open for everybody else because when you do have a show match like this that does kind of catch a sponsor i think that only snow that starts the snowball right like if one sponsor gets in then other sponsors are like oh well you know at least th they're investing money so maybe we want to invest money too like they seem like they're smart they, they're smart money here okay like maybe we'll be a little bit more interested it's probably easier to get sponsors when you've had sponsors in the past right yeah and at least that's my logic yeah i don't know like i i feel like we are like if it, something I could, for instance, buy into is if if the skin situation remained as scarce, like there's there was this scarcity in Overwatch Two skins, mm -hmm. and we were still one of the sources that provides free skins just through watching. I think historically, esports in esports history that has absolutely revived uh, esports sure. before. Mm, maybe this is 
Yeah, but long story short, is it, is it this, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, a, it is a is it, it we're we're in a situation this off season where like spending took a nosedive. Sure. Um, Notably and, so, like, and reasonably so. Makes sense. Honestly, like a lot of players now are fine with just being in, right? Yeah. And preferably being in NA mm-hmm. because of the predicted competition there and who's going to be there and who's going to be their teammates. And at the same time, I notice, and that's, I guess, is good news, is you know, the, the hard lines of like, we're going to cynically min. We're going to only sign people on deferred contracts and we're only going to start yeah. paying them at the last possible minute and only six and no housing and no food. That's not a thing that is actually happening to my knowledge in NA at the moment. I like, Interesting. Okay. Not super cynically. Of course. Not super the, cynical. Okay. Of course, just, just like a couple of yes, a couple of those yeah, things yeah. will happen, but like nobody has absolutely minimized everything, right? Like gotcha. some of them are still playing housing, some of them are play, still playing food, but then they might have deferred payments, but at the same time, like they pay for visas and whatnot. You know, all of that. You know, there's different uh, stuff going on. Also, because you, as a general manager or whatever, you know like head of competitive director, the king of the world. Yeah, president of esports, gaming, whatever. Yeah, can now feasibly argue that just a minor amount of more can mm-hmm. get you pretty solid results and can realistically oh, sure. give you a good shot. And if there was ever a season to like, can we get like 10 more K and then we can get like this S-class player? Like, okay, yes. I guess. Yes. I mean... <laughs> Okay, let me th- let me think about like a. Okay, here's where we juice. Okay. Oh, juice alert! Woo woo! Big one. I think no team. If if the team that I've been told is the the thing that they're honing in on, like okay. narrowing down on, if that's the team of the Washington Justice, that's a very good team by comparison. Like we're yeah. at a point in NA. Where you have to say, okay, NYXL, I, I I just caveat them. Because, like, I, I don't know what's going on there, realistically. There's a lot of rumors yeah. what's what's happening there. Just consider mm-hmm. them, uh, pound for pound, bottom of the table. And that's probably yeah. reasonable. Um, yeah. But other than that, you would have to say, pound for pound, I think, currently, Titans is the second worst roster in NA. And that's crazy to say, right? If you look at that roster. Who else? I... London is I... also down there. Agreed. Yeah. Like pound for pound. And I think we say this every year, but when you compare to some of the moves that I've, I also, you know, see where you're going with this. Like, yeah, it's tough to like put them it's, higher. I think it, unless you're reaching say. it. Yeah, like it's they're they're lower. I don't necessarily agree, but we can get into that a little bit more in depth. But I do want to stay with the shock in the field for just a moment um, and and dive into these these uh, some of the notable names that are on this shock signing and maybe some that just weirdly aren't. Um, So unless you've been living under a rock, the uh, announcement San Francisco signed uh, Finn proper. He sang Max and Vindame solid roster overall. Violet's name weirdly missing. 
do they did they feel like they needed to announce it? Is there something there? The Reddit sleuths are active. You know, it is tis the season. So is this a naughty or nice signing, Iska? I mean, okay, so I mean this roster was is of course mega cracked. Um I'm not I think this is probably the strongest pound for pound roster. Probably, uh, yeah. They definitely need a sixth, which is pretty important that they get someone solid, probably. I, I would feel much better if it was Junbin. Um, okay, sure. And then maybe even one more. Um, yeah. But yeah, like not having Violet, this is a terrible season for franchise players, my guys. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like nobody is really able, like the Carpe, Dante, like mm-hmm. um, uh, Prophet. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we've we've talked about it before. It's just like franchise players, you want to keep paying them, but at a certain point, it's just not worth it. It just doesn't make much sense, if you, especially if you're shifting directions, right? Yeah. I think like their values. Realistically, insane. the last one remaining, if you want, don't want to say franchise player proper right now, it's probably Kefsta, right? Yeah, weirdly so. I think people kind of forget. I, I know I did. I think we had this discussion in voice chat. Shout out to our community. There, There is a link in the description, I'm pretty sure. So if you want to come and hang out and listen to us play Hunt Showdown or God knows what game we're playing every other week, uh, please do that. It's fun. It's a good time. We'd like to have you. Um, but yeah, I think we did kind of like have that same discussion recently where it was just like, yeah, maybe it is Kevster because you look and it's just like, oh yeah, it's like since like 2019, 2020-ish, r- roughly. It's just like, yeah, he's been there for a hot minute. He's yep. been there for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think that Kev says the one guy, um, everyone else, leave is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like all of this is just, of course, an economic reality. All of those guys yep. were on pretty huge contracts. I'm sure it's not easy to tell them here, we still want you, yes. but at 50%. We need to cut you. Like this, this of course, right? And there's a market correction here. So uh, it's to mm. be expected. But yeah, um, Violet is certainly one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like a legend uh, yeah. for the shock. And the the back and forth is a little weird. Um, I'm not sure what it might mean, right? There's a lot of weird, yeah. uh, situations. Like if Violet was signed, there's no reason for them to not exactly, disclose yeah. that here. There's a situation where he might still be in contract negotiations and he's not happy with the terms and they're playing like chicken with him or like he's playing chicken with them. There's this world where he's talking to other top tier teams because he's still like his profile as a supporter is super attractive, of course, like being Mm -hmm. able to play more in support and flex support. You probably don't need three guys in that case. Um, Then like you could also reasonably think he's retiring after like such just such a you know very very like high accolade career um very come very close to winning three um so there's there's a ton of stuff that could realistically realistically happen with violet here and i don't don't really i i actually legitimately do not know um yeah so um, whatever it is, hope he can hang around at at a proper compensation on whatever 
is doing. Um, but yeah, it's it is. If he was to depart, that would be an end of an era. At the same time, it's pretty crazy to think that a full like team of once again like contenders players that were contenders players not too long ago, all of them. Um, yeah, pretty much. Will be the best or the highest pound for pound roster coming into the season. Where th- yeah. that said, when I think, I-, I think it's not as as big of a gap to the second best team as we might think. I think there's probably a little bit of overhype in terms of Hisang and uh, Max. Um, okay. Involved in that, but yeah. But it's difficult to argue otherwise. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, difficult it's... to argue. Like, okay, well, like Hisang is pretty good. Proper is like we we know what he can do. Yeah. Like Max and Vindame, you know. Yeah, it's just solid players. Is is we we have to be careful not to fall into the memetic interpretation here, like a rookie from O2 Blast that is a DPS player coming into the shock. Oh my God, it's proper, right? Like, no, there's one proper. Hisang isn't proper. He's not within the same t- S plus tier of player that proper is. He will always be second fiddle to proper. Mm-hmm. And this is this is not, he might win rookie of the year. He's not going to win MVP on this yeah, team yeah, if proper is on, on this team, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's still, of course, like a fucking nuts roster. But at, at the yes. same time, I think Atlanta is reasonably close. I think, um, I think Boston is reasonably close. You know, like there's there's Houston potentially is reasonably close. We have to see what I mean, we'll, we'll certainly get to. Yeah, there's there's maybe I mean, an still APEC out there. roster that could be close. We don't know what APEC is doing realistically. True, true. So, but yeah, everything else, and then even some underdogs are still there. Where I'm thinking, okay, you guys can also ab- absolutely just breach into the top five. Like I'm thinking of mayhem uh, once again. Like if if London actually can, uh, you know, pick up on their team culture stuff, that that is interesting. Even though I would ha- have to say pound for pound, they're one of the less impressive rosters in North America. Um, yeah, I-, I think there's there's just a lot possible next year, and. Once again, of course, a lot will come down to meta, but yeah, like that, in, in that, that's of, a given, though. Yeah, in terms of like the shock, probably as good at roster building as you can reasonably. Like you get um, Violet in there, and then you get Junbin, and then maybe another DPS. That's that would be like they're not going to do that, but that would be perfect, right? That would be perfect roster building and whatever. However far you're removed from that is within, you know, the percentage errors, but other teams are mm. more removed from that. I mean, totally. I think this, like, thus, the changes that they've made thus far already, like, kind of address my criticisms of them in the past, where it's like, I'm a huge proponent of, like, single single language rosters. I know Krusty's been on that crack pipe you know, trying to get in the project players, trying to, you know, do the multilingual, keep all the possibilities open. I hear you. I get it. I see like the ideal situation. I see the, 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 the flexibility that it, that gives you, but ultimately like the way that you unlock, like the true potential of the, like these like crazy players 
is you like remove as many hurdles as you can. Yeah. And I think one of the big ones is communication. This already pure Korean roster. Great. Love it. Awesome. The other big criticism I had of the shock, especially last year, I know that this is a little bit, you know, uh, this is going to seem like a hot take to those who are a little bit recency bought. But throughout most of the season, Shock did not have a consistent second man at DPS. They just didn't. It was a rotation of like Sam and then it was Striker and Kilo looked okay until he couldn't get a kill in some of the stage finals. And that's like not sorry for a team that's like shooting for a third title. It's not what you want, right? Not good. Um, I think he's saying fills those shoes just fine. Consistent second player. Is he going to be proper junior? No. Will he be good? Yes. I've heard this name kicking around for God knows how long since he's like 12. Um, I, I don't think that, you know, we, we talk about players like that without them being like somewhat special and somewhat good at the game. So I, I trust and believe that thus far, this is a solid roster, solid a on the naughty or nice list. Got to give it a nice um, and anything extra to your point. If they do get an extra tank, if they do get an extra support, they, they fill out the roster a little bit. I think that's only extra credit. Like I think they could walk into the league with this granted. It's only five players, but even then I think they could walk in and do fine. I think they probably still are, you know, I think you could still consider them a top five team thus far. Is that crazy to say? Yeah, probably top three pretty safely. Yeah. Hard, hard to really argue otherwise. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, it's, it's hard to go into power ranking season, but like I, we kind of have to just put them first, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, Con considering, like, the only, like, the you know, reasonably you should never just auto-lock the winner of last season as, like, the highest seed pick, even though well, there's a Well, you can't do it anymore. You can't do it for the Dallas field, considering half <laughs> no. the team is gone, right? So, right. Um, the, considering that, like, and to be fair, half the team is also gone for, <laughs> for a shock. But they also seem to be filling up with more high quality. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think I think you still like just. It depends on what others are doing. I think Boston interestingly framed it as in like the the pre e sent an email in the newsletter that they are that those are their initial signings. Or there was a particular wording yes, which made it sound like the they weren't done. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Like there's theoretically still room for improvement uh, for them, and that's that's kind of nuts to think about. Uh, that that's sure. but for for now, as it stands, given we don't know the what Glatz is doing, we don't know the full outlaws plan, we don't know, you know, what other signings the mayhem might have in store. We don't know any, you know, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, I think for now, shock should be your number one pick. So they're yeah. definitely a nice, nice uh, couple of pickups, even though highly predictable. I mean, yes, highly predictable. And I think that lends into some, you know, extracurricular, you know, stuff that will help them. Right. I think that as we, you know, cut through the fog of the off season, I think we are going to see some teams that look real sexy. You, you, I mean, you've already pointed to Atlanta. I get it. I see it. 
But when you have a team that's worked with each other for God knows how many years in the amateur league, they're coming up together, you know, some are a little bit older, they get promoted and they just kind of coalesce together. It's like, okay, you know, when everybody's sick, that's what else can you judge? Sort of not true though, right? Like for instance, Propa and Hisang have never played with each other. No, individual connections to one another, not necessarily true, but there is like a core that has necessarily sure. played. I mean, with each other. that, that I same idea just won the se season. Right. In Dallas Fuel. 100%. So you did get to Boston. So give me your initial take on Boston. Let me, you know, is it explosive? Is it not? You you let me know. Tell me. Okay. So, A, I think I knew three signings and I was already like, that was piquing my interest. I think I knew Decay. That was pretty straightforward in terms of the, um, the uh, connection to Pre, of course. I had heard of Striker, and then I had heard that Bartering was making a comeback and that there was a certain stronger connection to Boston. I did not see this backline coming, and I de definitely did not see Smurf coming. Um, I didn't think that team had that type of pull. It's a bit mm -hmm. of magic here that, once again, Priest uh, has worked. That, Credit by the way, him. has already, like, you got to look at those rosters. You got to look what, what a GM does. That's that they always had cracked rosters, which is why they we all thought they were outperforming. I think this is very clearly a top five budget team, probably going into okay. next year. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see how they operate. Interestingly, and this was let me know, like someone let me know. Okay, how do I frame this? There was there's an assistant general manager in the picture that isn't supreme, that yeah. is pretty active on on uh, Reddit, who said that this was not a craft decision to spend this big. It's Oxygen's decision to invest that amount of money. Interestingly candid to say this, um, probably someone higher up at Oxygen. So fair enough. Mm -hmm. Thank you for still continuing to spend in the Overwatch League. Um, and yes, the more I look at this roster, the more I see the theoretical blow-up potential. There's also a little bit of a um, seasoned veteran question mark yes. in me. Yeah. Because rookies have been so good last year. At the same time, Mm -hmm. I think the backline, the, their demise. I I remain that Lee Jigon is a bit of a trap. I oh, okay. remain that Iziaki, for me, was never like this Omega S tier player that he might have looked like. I think that's also I mean, a year where he might get exposed. But once again, all it takes for for this backline to be fixed is to get someone. Dude, go Violet here, instantly, everything, everything that could happen is solved, right? <laughs> sure, agreed. I mean, okay, to address a couple of those things, I agree with Lee Jagon. I think he had, he's, he's another one of those, like, very vibrant players that, like, you need to be very careful with. If you add too much to, like, your painting of, like, your team building, like, it, it, skews the whole thing it feels like really weighted one direction and it just throws everything out of whack 
Like he's just so aggressive and you want to like position him in, in playmaking scenarios. And maybe sometimes he just feels like he needs to be in playmaking scenarios. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily pay off. Right. It, it does throw the team out of whack a little bit. Another player, I think that fits very similar. Another player that kind of fits a similar build, at least in my mind is Yaki. I think he's another player that just like needs to be the center of attention, needs to be the hero playmaker, wants to be the hero playmaker. And if you don't put him in that position, he's going to do it anyways. Right. Like it's just like, they're very, very good, but like you need to be very, you know, tender with how and what you do with them. So trap. Yes. But you know, there, there's still something there is Yaki. I think it's hard to argue that like 2021 wasn't like an actually like S tier year for him. Obviously this year, not so much. Um, but I think that's, that feels more systemic to what sure. Shanghai was going through where it's like, yeah, bro, like Flutter doesn't look like he, he like has his monitor on half the time. And this team like from this coaching staff is like, yeah, we have not adapted to Overwatch too well. I think that's like safe to say for some of these veteran players that like they just are not adapting to like the new play style very well. Maybe that's a Fleta thing. Maybe there's more to that. Maybe it's a backline thing. Maybe, maybe Lee Gone and Iziaki aren't necessarily able to be those playmakers that we know them to be from 2021 because Overwatch 2 doesn't necessarily allow, you know, supports to do that. I don't even know if that's necessarily true. I'm just kind of like throwing out theories as to why maybe we feel this way and why um, maybe Shanghai and, you know, this year, granted, you know, it's not this year in X amount of days, but in 2022, they weren't necessarily as, you know, poppy as they they used to be um another thing that i have kicking around that well i'm not going to completely derail this let's stick with boston for a second um i agree can be a little explosive could be a little you know swing and a miss or actually crack it out of the park like it feels very punchy right like it, it feels like if this actually works they could be a top five team 100 right it's hard to not you know i i feel like we also talked about how recently on the show about how Bergring could genuinely like this this would fit his meta like there's a lot of like traits of overwatch 2 that seem to kind of fit what we know of him in the past where it's like great hit scan in a world where you do want that like dedicated hit scan player. And if we're going real far back, you want to talk about one of the best like pre Overwatch League tracers of all time. Bergering is in that discussion. You everybody wants to like give kudos to like, oh striker and SBB. It's like y'all don't y'all don't know. Y'all don't know about Bergering. Yeah. He he still sure. could have that cooking around. It's possible, right? Sure. I don't think he plays it over striker, but just saying there's a possibility that that still exists in the in the toolkit that, that's a little like not gonna lie the hyperflex question mark that a lot of people see here i don't see mm-hmm. in who in the boston uprising in terms of like their dps line i don't think, oh no there's a very clear one i think like there's there's not a not going to be a problem of projectile in this team no i i think people are just like I, I, I don't think people realize how flexible Decay can be. Yeah. I think they just only remember him on like the specific picks. And it's like, no, no, no. I think Decay can just play like whatever he wants at like a pretty high level. Is it like world class all the time? That remains to be seen. But ev- like the the litany of heroes that he's played throughout his career and like the numbers that he's putting up, as much as like we want to like poo poo statistics and like, you know, sure. and poke holes. I don't think you do that for as long and not 
have something cooking sure. under the hood. You know what I mean? Like no, there's Jacob there's something is, is still like a super talented player that unfortunately yep. made a lot of tough choices in terms of like which teams he went with. Um yep. I think this is like this team legit like I think even people are a little bit pigeonholing striker. Like every one of these yep. DPS players has a mean Genji on this team. Um <laughs> I think what what kind of heroes are we even talking about when we say projects yeah. are heroes at this point? We have definitely I mean, enough tra enough traces on this. Yes. Echo, someone's going to pick up Echo here. Like Some, I think Decay is a fine. It will likely be. Do I know that for a fact? No, hard to say. I don't think we've ever seen him play too much Echo. I'm not going to pull up stats on because everybody will mold at my mic. Um, but. I, I would trust that Decay's Echo is probably all right. It's probably at least serviceable. Yeah. So gotta be. Fine. I I don't th I don't see the problems that other people are seeing this. Uh, yeah. In terms of the hero pool, the vibe check I get in terms of like, mm -hmm. if this team has to go through a rough patch, there's there's some question marks in me. Similarly sure. to how I had them with Atlanta last year. And if they Agreed. don't find the immediate success, then I think they could have a performance like Atlanta hit last year, which was not terrible, mm -hmm. but not inspiring. Not up to the, yeah, not up to the level that you'd expect. Yes. So. Yep. That's that's probably like what's happening here. Um, it's interesting, like with the with the amount of just like incredible head coaches that were theoretically on the market this yeah. year. It is. It is interesting to me who actually now sits in head coach Agreed. positions, right? Yeah. Like we have we have like Gator, we have like um Dongsu, we have like theoretically Neko, even though we will talk about like what that actually means in a second mm -hmm. for the outlaws. But there's a lot of people out here when realistically Rush was success available if you wanted to pay. Moon sounds like would have been accessible. Like keep in mind, these guys are esports professionals. They they yeah. need their next gig, and the only the only other thing that they could realistically do is switch games, right? Like, um, mm -hmm. so for them to not get a job here is pretty interesting. If that was the case, I'm sure eventually someone will make an offer, and then um, yes, like by the way, like uh, uh, um. I don't want to make it sound like Rush has gone from fuel no. based on that. Just like based on what was available in tweets. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like everyone is... It up. seemed like he, everybody was a free agent and it's weird that like it's taking this long to land, you know, somebody who just won the league. Yes. So And has a track record like that. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, that That's... And then awesome Moon, you know. Uh, yep. We haven't heard anything there. That, so, yeah. Um... But yeah, in terms of the the uprising, I think that there's there's some some stuff there that once again there's a couple of percentage points that you could upgrade. You could could have had a more tenured uh, head coach. You sure. um, and you can still sign some you know like brainy coaches. Mm -hmm. um, you could sign another support player, arguably. You kind of want maybe someone to pick up the off tanks for Smurf, so you can like yes, it is the 
But once I again, like if, if we're needed, but agreed. if we're if we're like big spending as the uh, 10k right. pool also ke keeps growing with Ramatra and whatever hero is going to come in, that's going to mm -hmm. happen during the Overwatch League season. Yeah, like m maybe maybe he, Smurf can start through this like he did last season. What if suddenly Diva is like a staple and everyone needs to play it? And now there's off tank players that have played it for five years, and yeah. you've got to catch up, right? That's theoretically mm. a possibility. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's always going to be holes. Once again, you cannot prepare for everything that Overwatch could theoretically throw at you. The meta is a gamble. You got to play the odds, and I'm I'm pretty happy with the coverage that this roster has in total. But while being mildly aware of the vibe check and the veteran check. I agree with like the veteran, like, um, so let, let me ask a clarifying question. When you're talking about like veteran check, are you, are you saying that you're concerned about how long the players have left or the impact that rookies had last season and how that may or may not correlate moving forward with Overwatch 2? I mean, there's uh, so many factors into this. So, A, um, veterans have... Okay, there, there's a concept. I've talked about this on, on the podcast a lot of, uh, a lot of the time. It's a mm -hmm. concept called a special skill, right? So, if we take an archer... And he aims at the comp competition range, then he will be incredibly good at hitting the arrow at that particular range. Move sure. the target five five meters back and forth front, he will considerably lose skill in hitting, mm -hmm. like moving in like leaps and bounds towards like you know the the recreational archer or the adept one. So there's there's a particular thing where hyper professionals build a special skill that take a takes a lot of time to build up, and once they got it, they have to do less to, in order to maintain it. They don't have to have these crazy hours. Mm -hmm. Overwatch completely keeps resetting a special skill, Agreed. but for Agreed. a while, like let's say season four, season five, things, sorry, uh, season three, season four, things entrenched a little bit. It, nobody had to reinvent tracer. Right. Right. So that, that that's when like the veterans shined and their value was very high. We come into Overwatch two, fucking everything changed. Right. In terms of that, Agreed. we look Agreed. at the the initial P values, especially the first half of the season. My God, were rookies dominating? We look at who were was in the grand finals. Rookies are overrepresented in uh in in terms of like how many were signed and what what the results were in, in general in the higher placements. So there's a pretty, the last data I saw was pretty like much in favor of, of uh, coach veterancy and against player veterancy. Now, of course, a lot of that is hunger motivated, right? A, it is hunger and it is selection, okay? Veterans face less stringent environmental pressure based on the new game because they already are there and they have a visibility advantage over rookies, okay? 
they have a systemic advantage in terms of like visas, in terms of like culture, in terms of like oh, everything else that takes it takes to play in the Overwatch League. And my bias, or I think the bias I perceive from general managers is, is that generally they want to sign known qualities that of people that have course, been able yeah. to perform. Like, it just makes sense, right? Yeah. Despite the fact that you can now feasibly argue that you should sign more rookies than veterans, right? At the same time, so there's a selective pressure that rookies have yeah. to play against, and those that make it are actually nuts for that, right? Sure. And there is a thing of being sated, right? So, mm -hmm. agreed. One line of argument that people brought up is like, "Oh my God, the only one that hasn't won an Overwatch League on this team is Decay." Right. That you that can both be a boon and a disadvantage. A boon right. based on the veterancy that we outlined, and of course of the known quantity and proven quality of the of these uh, players can also be a disadvantage because everyone's not as hungry, is not as willing to put the immense amount of hours in order to learn this new game, in order to learn this evolving game, to keep up with fucking now 17-year-old cryclots that have all their chippy chips still like tuned to yeah. max of human potential, you know, like uh, the, their neuroplasticity uh, is like cranked up to 1 million percent, just... Mm -hmm all focused on this one thing in their life to be great at Overwatch, and you're like, yeah, you know, I kind of enjoy relationships in my life, and I also like like, like to think about what I'm doing after, and right. like, also, like, you know, wh whatever it is, like, mm -hmm. becomes now more interactive, and the game moves out of focus, right? Right, yeah. So, all of this could be the case, but then again, also, these players have had a decent amount of filtering, especially Smurf, yes. is almost someone that I don't have these reservations about. Oh. There, there's a there's a really good. I think it was the Overwatch League that made that content piece, where they had Soul and Philly, and they had like these these little yeah. cards, and they had to say stuff. And there was a moment where. There was a question like, would you rather play in a fun team or would you rather win the Overwatch League or something like that? Or be really, uh, or would you rather be in a team where everyone is like on the same page or would you rather be in a team that wins very often? And Smurf is like, I want to, I want to be on a team that wins very often. Oh, sorry, sorry. Right, I, I got it. Wrong question. The question was, would you rather win an MVP title or would you rather win a season? Okay. Yes. Fury said, I would rather win an MVP title. Smurf said, I would rather win a, win a season title. They all discussed it. Of course, everyone showed their cards. And like Fury's like, well, I already wow. won a, a league title. So right. now I want to win an MVP. Smurf, with the most baller answer, is like, well, I won two championships. I still want more. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that. that just tells me like, his mind is still focused on like team benefit, on winning the Agreed. the the league, and I think this is also probably the vision that Pre was successfully able to sell here. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm currently gleaning. That's a two million view tweet. By the way, once again, you could have probably marketed this, <laughs> this a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe. I think I I I think there's more. I think there's some some creativity 
to explore that hopefully GMs tend or want to do. But we digress. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like once again, this is on the nice list. Pre-cooked. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There's actually not True. too many cooks in the NA kitchen right now. I think mm -hmm. some cooks should have cooked, looked at the ingredients that are currently on on sale and should have shot up higher. And mm -hmm. Boston is not one of those teams. Boston took the top tier ingredients and now they gotta, oh, yeah. gotta cook something tasty. I mean, I, I do want to circle back to like the, the rookie versus veteran discussion because I do think there is... Um, I think there is an interesting angle to look at there, but I think I'm going to put a pin in that for a future, maybe even like a side podcast, like we can really dive into it. Um, because I think there is something to say about like low sample size and high density on like really, really solid teams where it's like, yeah, if you just promote like the Vancouver Titans of 2019 and then just like only look at that and go, oh, wow, yes, rookies are very good. Like we should just chase after rookies. It's like, okay. If you split up that team, is it necessarily work all the time? Hard, you know. I think there is some like some room there left to be explored. But with the Boston Uprising, um, I don't think it's crazy to say that this team could unironically win the Overwatch League. Sure. Was that crazy to say? I, I know mean, that's it's weird to say Boston is a world title contender, but with what they've shown me thus far. And if Paris going to, you know, use bold words like initial signings and there are still some sure. hot names out there, you want to like put some sloppy toppy on this roster? You want to add a Violet? You want to add? I can't even think of Go check our Korea Contenders uh, video mm -hmm. if you want some extra names that Boston could chase after. Like, yeah, if this is the initial and I agree with a lot of the coaches that I talked to last year that were like, yeah, I think the, the recipe for success is to have veterans and rookies so that you do get the best of both worlds where the veterans can kind of showcase to the rookies like, hey, this is how you approach the game and like sure. they can kind of lead the, but also the rookies can light a fire under the, the, the veterans and be like, oh, dang, like these kids are working. The whole environment's good. The office is working. I want to work too. Like I want to mm -hmm. get, you know, mm -hmm. so that fights off the sated thing that you're talking about, right? So I would love for Boston, this next way, potential next way for Boston to be a couple rookie signings, maybe two or three. Sure. I think thus far, like the skeleton that they've given me already, I think can be a title contender. And it to me speaks, you know, uh, in the past I've written about like the letters of intent. I think this is already a letter of intent that like they want to win. Like this is a winning team. If you don't win, or at least like, podium right i think podium is a, a better a better you know take especially how earlier on we are in like the free agent signing window but like is it is it crazy to like look at this roster remove the logo look at the roster and go yeah they could get bronze they could get a third place they could fight for third they, maybe they second can but keep in mind you gotta see it in the context of what na is going to be agreed agreed and, like it is just going to be such a meta gamble depending on what happens. Like, if you're consistently, like, in dive metas and, like, you have, like, Decay, Genji, Striker, Tracer, yeah. like, Smurf on Winston, yeah, that's, like, going to be nuts for you, right? Now, mm -hmm. if we go in, into the, you know, off-tank and then maybe, like, I don't know, 
some some maybe hard hit scan maybe even even that is not, once again D- dps is not going to be the thing that's facing no, you out. Really not. <laughs> but like let's say you got to play zen ana or something like that right sure now you're you're a little bit more in trouble at the same time like i think the the nastiness of next season is is that most or many teams will have enough qualities that by the time playoffs rolls around and they tumble their way through the season, that they will have like these island qualifications out there that could just like, you know, make oh, them win. Okay. Here, yeah. case in point, look at the Atlanta roster. They could yeah. feasibly win every single stage for a while. Playoffs, pound for pound, yes. Playoffs rolls around, suddenly it's ball matter and, yeah, and shock has John been. Like, okay, you lose two games in a row, and you're out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, Glad's-esque recipes that are in the Overwatch League 2023 season kitchen, where it's like, yeah, sometimes you're just not going to have that ingredient, and your stage goes kaput, you you don't have a Junker Queen, and unlucky, but you still have some stage titles to, to bank on, right? Like, I think that's the bare minimum i'd expect from this boston roster right is like the the 2022 gladiators like roadmap where it's like you need to you this is a roster that should be competing for stage titles yes if you just gamble wrong and you don't have the pieces nobody's going to hold that against you but i think there is like a bare minimum performance that i think you should at least expect from the skeleton of the roster that that could even be added to per you know praise verbiage yeah yeah no, I, I, and that i think is scary miss missing a stage title is is depending on what keep in mind we're ru- using our current ruler right like, Agreed. Of, like Agreed. how many teams are invited to these tournaments that could all mm-hmm. change um Agreed. Yeah, true. but like based on the season five ruler that is established yes like not making a tournament would feel like an underwhelming performance and i don't even know if they need to win but like at least fight for one. Sure, like sure, get sure, to sure. a finals you sure. know what i mean like sure. this is a team that like if 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 they go on if they go like if they're missing a hawaii for example right if they're not making mid-season if that's even coming back like so they should have like questions. a shock shock performance you're saying yeah like yeah. To, yeah like okay. sure you want to take an early dive to the losers bracket have to fight back you know whatever it is what it is but you should at least be like contending like this is a roster that should contend 100 percent. and if it isn't i got some questions i got some serious gripes to have because this is this is a good team yeah, this I, is a good team. I wanna, I wanna wait a little bit more and see what the other chefs are cooking up because. Um... Agreed, and and I think per some, you know, some speculative talk, I'm very not happy with some of the, what the chefs are cooking, um, and am not like super jazzed at some of the rumors, um, so. That's where I go with Boston. I'm like, oh, okay, like this, this is something I could like see working. This is something I could see like really being successful. Can it blow up in my face? 100%. Did anybody expect London season one to win? No, but look what happens when you got good players. And this like, is this will be the biggest count like contradiction. Like you don't even have to rest your Laura's on Atlanta. 
to like really like fight me on my like friendship is power totem pole. Boston wins the league. I like my arguments out the window. You're telling me striker decay bird ring won the overwatch league. All right, bro. Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. Throw, throw money at the superstars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Hard to argue at that point. Right. Sure. Um, moving on. You did bring up Houston. Right. They have made some, they have been cooking a little bit. Ooh. Are they naughty or nice? Big one. Um, okay. The fearless thing is kind of. Oh, stop. It's kind of nice. Like, uh, oh, okay. It's nice. Okay. I'm and not where I thought you were going. <laughs> the thing is, like, would you not agree that his hero pool is pretty limited? And that I'm more concerned for Fearless than Smurf, for sure. Oh, I mean, totally. But I don't think you make that move and just, like, think he's going to float, right? Like, he's a he's a role player, much in the same way that a lot of main tanks are just role players for their team. I'd love for them to sign, you know, if, if memory... Just snag, like, a top, like, Korean flex tank, slap mm-hmm. him on this team, you're good. Not Piggy, please Jesus. Stop. That like this is another team that should be in winning. Can, like this is another team that should be like fighting for a play, like deep playoff run. Like it depends, yeah. right? It depends. Yes, they need to make the right moves forward. Like, and I can already see. Like, I don't want to see this team in a tracer meta as it stands. Pelican fearless shoe happy. I've seen Pelican on it. I'm tired of it. It's not you know gonna punch up. Yeah. We've seen happy on somber and tracer. I don't ever want to see that shit again. Like they, you need to fill it out, but there's like a lot of pieces you could fill it out with, right? There's a lot of good, solid pieces. You have shoe, love that. There, there, there are moves that they need to make to like really solidify themselves as like heavyweight contenders. But like, there's so many good players on the market that it's it like you, you, you have to try to miss them. It's it's ironic that I feel like a lot of the type of players that. Houston could use are all on the Boston Uprising. Like yes, virtually agreed. every one of those DPS would be pretty good for them. Yep. Here's here's an you outside plug in, shot. You plug in a striker, great. You you ready for sure? A may, may, hit me with some speculative. T- tell me, juice, I'm, and that's not juice. Uh, I'm really no, not no, juice, yeah, yeah. but like speculative. Okay, so assuming, I mean, first choice would be profit, right? Like that's. I mean, yeah, that's a fucking that's nuts. That that would be nuts. Um, what about choicey one? I love that. I think that's a wonderful. That boy really convinced Cooking. me of his tracer. Dude, yeah, agree. Yeah, tracer. when he's playing over a Peretta, the guy who's like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm tired of hearing about, but also yeah. like watching his film. I'm like, this tracer fucking cooks. Yeah. He's fucking cooking with gas. Yeah. And then he Choi Sewan comes in and looks like equal, if not a little bit better, with like a deeper hero pool. Like yeah, yeah. somebody needs to save this kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. He's flooded incarnate. Somebody pick him up. And if 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 you're telling me Pelican Happy Choi Sewan, like, yeah, that's a contender. Yeah. That's a contending DPS line. Shoe yes, fearless. you do need a flex yeah. Come on. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah. I think you can skimp a little bit on the like I feel like Choicey One is probably already like a 
a little more economical option over is it prof, over profit yeah okay sure like but even then if <laughs> if if it doesn't go profit choy i'm really worried who about who else is like, left who's uh, who else is left let's let's rub our i mean sure you have some like <laughs> you have a lot of like rookies like top dragon who are getting a lot of attention right? rightfully so that should be in that do same you want top dragon like, if you have pelican do you want I that's where I have to like feign ignorance because I do not have a good eye test read on like what his hero pool really is because Pelican for my money at the very least is a little bit more shallow when it comes to like hero pool at like the highest level again I'm judging the Houston outlaws as like title contenders Pelican Tracer is not title contending neither is Happy's but you know what is Happy Sojourn Pelican's Genji Pelican's echo you know a lot of the play a lot of the picks that these players are known for there's a good reason why they're known for them right like you want them to be on their best heroes i don't know if like profit or choy or you know i i can't speak for top dragon but i think those are the type of players like these almost i think you can carefully or not carefully but i think you can rightfully say that like profit is a hyperflex i think choy is like knocking on the gate to hyperflex them and I think he would be a great fit. Is it a little bit more economical? Sure. But like, it shouldn't be too much more because there really needs to be like a bidding war for this kid. The if you know, if you're worth your salt. The alternative is to just have Pelican like hyper focus on improving on the Tracer, which is probably going to be <sighs> instrumental. Agreed. And there is, obviously I want to give players room for improvement, but I wouldn't rest my season on somebody just getting better at heroes like how and we i think we've had this discussion in discord a couple of times like how many times can we say like a player started at the beginning or at least part of the season and then ended the stage or season like drastically improving like i can name two off the top of my head and like that's about it yeah you know you have like choi like uh choi hyobin on like sigma when that was like first released homie looked like hot trash End of the season looked like one of the best sigmas in the world. Same with fate. Homie couldn't find his fucking slam button on ball. End of the season, using it as like a weird tilt pick against fearless to win them a stage. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the level of improvement we're talking about. Not too many more other people like, you know, I can really say that within a season to make that those level of improvements. That's tough. That's tough to call. I and I don't know that you need them to do that. You have so many good players out there literally toss a stone and you'll hit one yeah and then you, you want to talk about like maybe some diamonds in the rough from korean contenders again shout outs to paul and the fawn they came on to the show a couple weeks back gave us some juice sure let us know if you're interested in you know you know i feel like half the shit we do in discord is like speculating and team building those would be the people i would be chasing after and asking but thus far pelican fearless shoe happy that's a great start. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it's... Needs some work done, but solid overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Quite, quite good, I would say. Also, I guess, like, while we're still on Houston, mm -hmm. I think. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> that team's head coach, <laughs> okay. in what we understand as head coach, is very likely yeah. to still be junk buck. Yes. Neko being called that is probably, like, an entitled thing. Um, yes. It's probably maybe a money thing, whatever, 
it, it mm -hmm. might be right but um i think like we we probably like it would very much surprise me if Junkbuck now retreated from uh, in-game input and left it all oh, to yeah, Echo. No. I don't think that's what's happening. Not at all. The, the, this is kind of like what I read into it, and you tell me like how like right or wrong I am. I don't know like how close to the situation you are. But with like the stuff being said in like Outlaw Chord, with like everything that we've heard about Junk and like how like strategically minded he is is there a world where or, or i guess are there possible worlds where like junk just wants to focus on like managing the team i mean i guess that kind of speaks against what i'm just saying but what i'm i guess what i'm trying to say is that like it feels like last year junk didn't have necessarily all the power he wanted and like now this is a position to like both keep him as head coach but also like make him unvetoable unvetoable is that fair to say mm -hmm. where it feels like maybe in the past maybe even last season there were moves that were made that he necessarily couldn't help sure that's also. what i read into that as where it's like yes neko's coming in as head coach but let's make no bones about this junk is probably still the acting head coach neko as you know a member of the coaching staff assistant coach you know, sure. titles are weird, but yeah, director, president of gaming, of competition, of esports, knight, first class, private, brigadier, general, right? True. That's what we're calling him. True. <laughs> Hunting titles more than Eric in solo queue. <laughs> Eric's a title hunter. I don't even know if I have titles, to be fair, in Overwatch 2. I don't know where to look. And Jake is out uh, for like the eighth time, so there's that. Right. Um, rest in peace. Uh, I I think would be a great member to the broadcast team. Personally. Hopefully, I think yeah. I that would be a great fit for him. So yeah, would like to see that. Um, I know we talked about Houston or not Houston, but Vancouver briefly. But I feel like I'm about to mold you. Um, is this a naughty team for you? Yes. Really. Why? Okay, I I feel inclined to say something spicy because, or not spicy. Okay, I am cognizant of the bias I have towards like Baroy making decisions. Sure, but if I take everything out of that, which I probably shouldn't, mm -hmm. because like good oh, decision well, makers make yes good decisions. Yes and no. Yes and no. I think if it's I fair to like. If try I, to check the bias. If I look at someone that brings yeah. a lot of their former roster that already didn't have any success, or not a lot. <sighs> okay, yeah. What they're saying is either the person that was in charge completely fucked it. Bingo. And once he was in charge, things improved, which is true. Under Eskov, they had it a much well better. Be, yeah. At the same time, that may all be true. It's still the case that this roster, when I look at it, has to w function on a level or has to win the dimension that London won games through last year. Yeah, yeah. This roster misses all the marks on pound for pound. And... <sighs> fires past 
what is possible okay. in the current market. This is a roster that has more resources available to them than sure, other rosters. Sure, I agree there. That yeah. will be worse pound for pound than a considerable amount of rosters this year. Doesn't, does that not make it kind of obvious what that direction is? And I feel like we're just dancing around like... I think you kind of already said it where it's like, yeah, if if you're actively going to shoot under what everybody else is shooting for as to like maybe, you know, get trying to not have to deal with like negotiations or like bidding wars, what have you. There's no bidding war for ST talent, for some of those ST talent. It's just like, please give me a job at minimum. Yes. Is it okay if we defer your payment? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, right. See you in scrims. Okay. Hmm. I mean, you know, right? No, I know. I, I know where you're going with that. And I, I agree. Uh, right. I, I think that there is, I think you're, you're spot on the money when you talk about London, right? Like this, this is a team that I think is going to be about like the atmosphere and the ecosystem rather than like just the talent. I think that's like kind of obvious to me with like the, the way that they've made their at least first initial signings, right? They keep Aspire, I think is like criminally underrated. I think Punk, I'd like to see him on some main tanks personally, but I think is again, criminally underrated. Faith, I'm not going to even try to judge main supports half the time, especially Briggs, because that requires like a fine tooth comb. So I'm going to defer to Baroy. This kid apparently in his mind is like a top three main. So sure. I'm going to just defer there, right? Like sure. it is what it is. Don't I think Crimson's criminally underrated. Then you get to like the, not the me. oddity pick, but I think I, I think I trust what I've seen out of sugar free and everything that I've heard about him. I think this kid is going to be like, I don't know that they can keep him for two seasons. I'll say that. Really? I think he is going to be an absolute all-star for this team. Also unlocking Aspire, because again, like when you look at Aspire as a player, right? Came out of contenders looking fantastic. Went to a Toronto team that he literally couldn't come with and still look like a good player. Again, yes, went to Titans, looked solid, had his moments, but like overall kind of sunk with a, like a sinking ship, which not, not great, but I still think there's something there. I, you know, when stats lab went live, I went through some of those. I think he has like numbers that are weirdly high for a player on a team that really sucked. Right. Um, I think sugar free can be the kind of shining light for this team. I'm, I don't know how high I am on him, but I think that as a team, I get where a lot of the sentiment is where it's like, yeah, they're probably like near the bottom. But when you're looking at teams like Vegas, like London, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to compare Titans as it stands right now because of the, yeah, they're like, I'd like to see a main tank signed. I'd like to maybe see like a third DPS, but like, I don't think they're too far off of like, just being like a solid, like sixth place team, six, seven, eight. 
Really? I think they can really do some damage. Yeah. I mean, Unironically. They, 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 like, once again, this is the nature of this year in NA is sure. that the quality of these teams definitely allows them, based on the meta, to punch high, right? And I think, like, even the hardware going into this, they are just pound for pound are better than it, the perception I have of them are is better than the hardware London went into the season. Sure, with. of course. So yeah. if, once again, if they succeed on the London dimension, they have a cr incredible team culture, they mm -hmm. can pull through, they do everything together, they also get a little bit lucky towards the start of the season, they get the better scrims eventually, and they can grind themselves up, much like London did, then yeah, that I understand that angle that you're winning through this. At the same time, you're sh signing Sugar Free. A free agent that hasn't <laughs> played competitive Overwatch in a hot minute. Agreed. While, seemingly, Choice A1 is a free agent. You could have probably, sure. like, theoretically, uh, Sparkle was a free agent. Profit sure, was yeah. a free agent. Alpha Yi is a free agent. You know where I'm going with this? This I just gave you four S-tier names. Yeah, yeah. That are currently not signed to anyone. I agree. I think they're look. I I'm gonna be completely honest. I feel like they're just looking to stay Western. Sure. Like Faith but, is already like okay. an extremity where it's just like, yeah, you've already played within like a Western mix in the first place. Like you're probably fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do we want to gamble on profit like joining a Western mix and not necessarily being a great culture? Well, I'm not probably. saying that that's the destination that. No, but I I, I know I get where you're I'm saying from. that's yeah. the type of guy that will be shooting at sugar free, right? Yeah. So, like, and I and it is a little bit of a gamble, but I think enough people have gambled on him and found success that I'm willing to go. Okay, on your rookie year, somebody who yes has not played competitive Overwatch but has been reportedly uh tearing it up apparently on the ladder and i've never been one for ranked games right i've always been very against oh yeah did you see super stream he's practicing genji and but I, that's not for me but when you have a young talent that is consistently just like dot like just running over lobbies and like getting rank ones like it's nobody's business like there is something there Again, very similar story to Crimzo. A lot of people don't remember that like Envision, shout outs to like Albion out here doing Mythic Plus shit and wow, but they needed a Zen player. What they do, they contact the highest Zen player on the ladder. Turns out to be Crimzo. Now is one of the, if not the, best Western flex supports in the league. And I think still has some career so longevity fun. to him. Right. Uh, sure, I guess. Like I'm, I'm saying like Western, like nationality wise, right? Like, Kid's nuts. The kid genuinely is quite good. And I think he was good on Dallas even way back when with like the whole decay situation. I thought he was doing like really, really good things. Like a good, like well, almost like above average. Okay. I, I give you NYXL. I give you Paris. Yeah. Give me a Vegas roster. Correction. Right. Give me a <laughs> roster that this Titans lineup beats. I don't know. Like... I, you and I both know, like, we're going to lock eyes across the room with the Washington Justice. I don't know that, like, Justice is going to be good. I think they have some, like, oh. real interesting names, but I don't know if I trust them too terribly high. 
I don't, I'm, I'm going to be real heretical. I don't even know if I trust Glads. <sighs> That's wild. Is that crazy? Yeah. Over this, I think like. It's not, it's not necessarily over Titans, but like with some of the shit that like is cooking around, I don't, I'm not, I'm not about it. I don't think it's good. Mm. I don't, I, I don't care for it. I really don't. Um, Yes, I agree. Like mayhem could, I think that's like, that's where it feels like to me for NA as it stands. It's like, I agree. I think New York and like Vegas are like kind of, kind of bottom. Like that's the stratification at the bottom. I think there's a big gray area. And then it's like Atlanta, Houston, chalk. That's kind of where it sits, right? Like everybody else is just in this weird amalgamation in the middle that I feel like like with what you're saying, there there are going to be meta gambles that just hit, and some that just fucking miss, mm-hmm. and like there are going to be teams that just fucking bottom out. Yeah, I don't know where Titans end up, but I don't think that it's like fair to put them, or I wouldn't agree. Nicks the the fairness, but I don't agree that they are like in the bottom stratification of what I conceptualize the league to be at at this current moment. I think this team. Needs some need some moves. I think they need they're not they shouldn't be finished yet. Um but I, I like the start and I think that this is like my too early to call like overperformer award. I think this is a team that definitely can overperform. Mm. We'll we'll have to see with London because they could be I think they, they can o- too, overperform, but... but only because I think they're the bottom three in NA. I'm not even I'm not even going that angle. I think they could like genuinely do like a London run where they like end sixth of the league and like make playoffs where like they really shouldn't. Right, right. Possible. Then you got to convince me that you can win from the culture angle and from the playing playing a bunch sure. of like smart, like outside the norm, playing to your strength type of meta comps, like b- remain through like the the trenches of having to scrim the shit teams in the league and like, you know, all that entire process, that tenacity that it requires in order to be London. Honestly, yeah. I'm not even trusting London to be London this year. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's tough to like make that Cinderella story happen again. But at some point, I think we have to look at London as just being like a solid team and sure. just being like good. Sure. Like once again, it, it will d- depend and I talked to Christopher. I had a, a text interview. Yeah. And I asked him, like, does he not feel any pressure based on that performance, right? Um, like, that was a ridiculous overperformance. Like, the, the likes of we course, haven't yeah. seen since Boston Uprising and Boston Uprising <laughs> performed better. But in relation to the sophistication of the league, they had much more, you know, like, stuff to exploit in a honestly terrible scouting market where they were ahead of everyone else of course also right. having the best coach of all time on their team at the time so yeah. um and I ask him yeah what, what like what are you scared and the, like he said like it's there's a possibility where we finish like two three places under where we were and we still consider that season successful and i think that's yeah. the right way to look at it I think mm-hmm. once again, this roster with their resources and with their pound for pound players, once again, 
if they float above the bottom, that's realistically where I expect them to be. Everything else is an overperformance. And yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if one should be betting on that once again, especially with the heavy pressure that the market puts on them, right? Had they gotten, you know, let's say a Dante for the off tanks for Hardy or sure. a Kai, right? Sure. That's the, now we're cooking differently, right? That's a different quality mm -hmm. of Rosa, even though I would say Kai, Sparker, uh, almost tomato, tomato. Um, in some ways, yeah. In some ways. Um, everything else, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. Like, I think, uh, I, I, he basically said, like, I had to very early make the decision. Like, it's not like he didn't realize the market situation, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, I got to figure out if I want guys that can click hats very well, or do mm -hmm. I want guys that feed into the culture thing that we've gone on? And he decided for the latter. And once again, bold move. He had has a lot of reasons to go with that uh, decision. I'll be rooting for that. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if I'm betting on it because it feels like a lot came together and they were exploiting a uh, fairly weak competition down there that's probably but because of the hyper concentration of competition once again they that like everything they did is absolutely marvelous but there's two teams on the server when they play and whenever a team lost to the London Spitfire in 2022 it was shameful on all the baseline arguments that you can bring in terms of Ross. I mean, yeah, Ross when you want to talk about, like, you know, pound spending. for pound, like, yeah, you really shouldn't be losing to a team that, like, dwarfs you in budget and, like, pound for pound, like, I test strength. Yeah. I agree. If you, if you want to talk about betting, I have a potential Lord bet for you that I'm, I'm willing to accept right now if you're so inclined to be froggy about the team in blue and green okay do uh, how, how do i word this um i think titans make playoffs we can't do that right Kevin? now because we don't know who qualifies for playoffs which you got you got like a, a fine you got like a couple minutes offer what you, you realize that the, the Overwatch League could just say participation awards, everyone gets the playoffs, <laughs> and I lose the Lord Bad Race on that shit? Nah. At the same time, it could be like, oh, yeah, we don't have the budget to fly everyone out. We have a four man playoff. That's the gamble. We're betting on the structure of the Overwatch League? <laughs> That's a shit bet. No. I, I, I thought you would, like, just give me a spot. What a spot I, I can bet you on. Um, I'm going to take the over eighth. In NA? In NA. So or globally. Dallas, San Fran. No, it'd be in NA. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six is London. I'm just looking at last year's like rankings in NA. As of week 24, it's Fuel, Shock, Glads, Outlaws, rain spitfire mayhem defiant um yeah i would say above i'll also I'll, I'll spice it i think above seventh i think the vancouver titans finish above no above eighth so they have to above be seventh eighth. yes seventh is the lowest i'll go 
Lord bet. Dude, there's there are a couple of complexities that <laughs> See, you don't you know what I'm no the problem is there's a couple of complexities in there that has to be considered that you don't know about that makes it much more spicy overtake oh okay i want i just want to take a log bet that says the titans will underperform but <laughs> yeah but that's so nebulous. seventh is is actually like it's possible it's it's not impossible i'm, I'm meta gambling here mm -hmm. um Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the Titans have to finish seventh or above is what I'm saying. Yes. You're saying below seventh. In NA. Yes. Strictly NA. End of season. Right. I and, think like I season, see a world... regular standing or playoffs finishing. Regular season. Oh, we'll standing. say regular. We'll say regular season right. standing. Yeah. Right. Playoffs yeah. are that's harder to call. Right. With with all, all right. the points and mumbo jumbo yep. that comes with it. Yep, right. yep, yep, yep. All right, yep. All right. Except they could they could do a Florida mayhem. I feel Come like now. I feel like that's a sixty forty, and we haven't done one in a minute, so <laughs> it really is a sixty forty. <laughs> uh, and it, it would be Baroy's team, right? It would it wouldn't be Winston's lab without a good old sixty forty for the prediction models, right? Shout outs to the real one. Shout outs to Finzi, who apparently ruined the fucking market there. Um, but as it stands, there is another team that has been doing some announcements, especially today as of recording this, uh, the Vegas eternal, uh, apparently are Nama staying the same. Um, uh, any, anything there, anything fun? No, dude, yep. you got to believe that Empress has <laughs> magic, <laughs> magic I mean, working. I think I think they will probably improve. I think that they they everything that like speaking to Avala in the past, I think there is like some reason to believe that they do believe in the players. They have been improving. But am I and to be fair, Vulcan is an addition that I think is is a good, but it's real hard to not just put them dead ass bottom of NA and just kind of just write them off. Like it's real hard to not do that. And I don't even think the players are all that bad. Like I thought Dove had like a solid season. I think there's more to see about Vulcan. I don't think that like he got a fair shake on New York, even though he really just didn't hope, get a shake. I, I just hope they're good enough for Vulcan to get his revenge against NYC. Yes. That's all I want. Agreed. Yeah. Same. I think he, he he that would be a great storyline that I hope the league like leans into. I don't know that they will, but we'll see. Um Yeah, I I I think there's there's a there's a big there's a budding narrative that this is a this is a season that I don't know that anybody's going to finish winless and I don't know that it's going to be like oh, you know, very well might be. <laughs> I trust <laughs> NXL to be capable of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when they're throwing around some of these like meme worthy like roster, you know, if if some of the shit that has been reported on actually hit their table and they're like, mm, yeah, maybe this is a good idea. Like, yeah, competitive wise, like not cool. Um, and there's so many other better ways to go about it. Go read the reports if you want to make your brain hurt. Um, yeah. It's possible, but it, it would. I'm so tired of seeing bye weeks in this league. 
And Vegas is like, it's close to not even being like, I don't even know if they are a bye week. I think they could probably sneak in a couple wins. Not against look, like the shock, but look, this is once again a roster that's going to be probably the most res uh, resource staffed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, in NA, um, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's fucking tough to, to to play against these realities, right? So, um, honestly, like you're probably at a point. Dude, I saw, I heard some of those collegiate contracts. I wouldn't take a fucking like oh, bottom yeah. tier in a uh, like monetarily probably like the collegiate makes more sense for you based on what the oh, scholarship yeah, because is. Oh, they're worth. just pissing money. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. So like you you're not sincerely in a situation where like the competition there and for the future like you got to think a little bit ahead like mm. you know like these bottom teams, like it's it's hard, right? So, yep. um, yeah. But then again, I think there probably were existing Redbird player improvements uh, in the market. I I hope they contacted those guys because I think they would would be instant upgrades. Like and there's also guys like King still there. There's Dynasty. There's gig you know like like we talked about with uh the a guys like i think those are just straight up upgrades no i agree and i think the reason why you don't see them is because they probably a lot of those names probably already have offers on better i mean possible yes yes possible. you know what i mean um and it's tough to just want to go to paris who like you said has no money uh you know, probably is sticking with the same team. Like spoke with, you know, the coaching staff last season or at the end of this season. And they're like, yeah, we're probably going to stick with most of the same players. It's like, I mean, I like the guys, but like, do I want to play with them? Like, probably not when I can go play with like X solid playoff team. Like seems pretty cut and dry to me. Like, yeah, contact them a hundred percent. But like, are you really going to have any kind of like swaying power? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, what, whatever like, whatever team is going to play against them, other than NYXL, they can only lose, right? Like, yeah, it's it's tough to bet for them. Um, it's tough, but I I do want to give Empress credit. I think that she's done nothing but really sure. good things and has busted her ass. So I've heard I mean, that's just setting the ex- the the expectations. So when she sure. does overperform with her team. That we can accurately reward that as we did yep. with London, right? Yep. Yep. Agreed. Same thing, I think, with like the the careful expectation setting with like Glads, with like Face, where it's just like in reverse, where it's like, no, guys, Face has been here forever. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't this isn't crazy that this team's like doing well. Like he's a good coach. Yes. It's not surprising. Um and he also tried and... True. Solid. I mean, I think our uh, our our uh, early season estimations ended up kind of paying off. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, is there anybody else? I know that Glads have signed Lengsa going through some individual kind of rapid fires here. <sighs> it's good. I like Lengsa. It would have been Wait, a write in for me. Lastro. Lastro. I'm sorry, not Lengsa. Yes. Oh yeah, Lastro the ICIs. We're, we're back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that like that's a solid pickup 
I think I was very surprised with last year, last season, but like, are we really going to argue that that's like a upgrade? <laughs> no, that's the straight downgrade, right? Like, yeah. can we just call a spade a spade? It's fucking shoe, dude. Like, yeah, that's probably the best main support of the last. Uh, sorry, if, if flex. Can you say that? Yeah, of the last two years, I would say. Yeah, I think he has. And I think violent say, beat. Like, I think he has. Yeah. Has, uh, I think you could argue like he's a top five like flex even outside of like joining the Overwatch League. Mm -hmm. Like you could make that argument, and yeah, I sure. I'd be here for it. I mean, the longevity I don't think that, that's is crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. kid's a fucking absolute nut, and like Lastro's not bad, but he also just got off playing main support for, or at least a a a, a handful of both main and flex support characters. Yes, from this season, and um, it's not bad. But like, like you said, spade a spade, it's not shoe. Yes, it ain't shoe. Yeah, and I and that's, I hope that's not an omen. For because the it, other signings, the quality of them. Yeah, yeah. Because because I think a lot of like I I like the energy that you're giving Titans. I like the energy that you're looking at Boston with, where it's just like, all right, there's some like S tier players here that like nobody's signing. So like, who wants to like buck up and like. Sign the choice, sign the alpha yees, you know, where, where's profit going? Mm -hmm. Like if glads don't get away with something like that. Ah, yeah. And I I'll, got some issues. I, I'll tell you right now, I have some idea what they're signing. I feel like I don't know what's going on. And I've, I've been told some wrong stuff because of the stuff I know, I can't make any sense of that. Right. Like, that just doesn't coherently come together in my mind as a vision of a team um, mm -hmm. that makes much sense. So I just assume I'm missing heavy pieces, right? Uh, in right. Terms of, like, who who else they signed, or maybe I got someone wrong, or, you know, like, that type of stuff. Um, Is there a world where, like, budget has been, like, tapered maybe, back a little maybe. bit, and that's why the decisions they're making are kind of odd? Yeah. Like, at least, like, from the rumor mill? I, like, there are teams that seem to just, like, be oddly removed from the esports business, and they just chalk it up and just say, okay, like, here, that's what we expect. Do whatever you want. And they mm. don't ask too many questions because they're just too far from, removed from the core business, right? Yeah. Um, and then... Guard seems to be a little bit more on the ball. And I I remember like that there were some critical um comments from like like towards the situation in the Overwatch League. So it's not impossible that once again, like with the quality of the players that are currently out there, mm. it's totally possible that Glads could be cooking up the best team. They still have fucking Kefster. That's a solid ass fucking. I mean, place. yeah, that's nobody's nobody's gonna fucking argue that. Like, if Lastro is really just your backup flex DPS, I have less of an issue with that. If that he's your scoot. support rather, right? yeah. Uh, sorry, support. Yeah. Um. There are once again a couple of bangers. Like, where's profit going? We're not hundred percent sure. sure that Hanbin is staying with the fuel. Like, Agreed. Kai is somewhere. Like, um, is that flex, flex 
support. That's uh, Twilight, Shio. Sure. Um, Granted, I think, did we not hear recently that, like, there were some, like, loose rumors to, like, point to where maybe Twilight could be going? Yeah, the the Philly connection has been made. But once again, I'm just saying, like, these guys are theoretically still in the ether for them to attract. So there's there's potential to, to still form, like, a banger team. It just feels like they must have then missed on a bunch. Like Smurf is gone, Felix is gone. Sure. Um, and that's they don't get Reiner back. I'm not sure what the space situation is. If you miss on Hanbin, really like that, you're now like Callan. Yeah. What, what what is happening to Callan? Is that a guy that people still seriously consider, or is he just going to be away? There's there's other like you know. Evergreen. I'm going to be real with you. Evergreen. I don't even mind a Kelton pick, but I think that says where Glads are in like the roster market. Right. And it's not a bad thing, but it's not where you'd expect, right? I think that's safe to say. Like, I think Kellen has some in the tank. I don't think NYXL is like the end all be all. That season was cooked for them after they, you know, after Libero fucking ran the FTX, you know, train on them, right? Like, it is what it is. But. Mm-hmm. If if we if we wake up Christmas morning and the Glads open up a Kellen versus a Hanbin, I think those are two different vibes. Neither are bad, but like should speak volumes to like where they sit, right? Right. Like okay, no. let me let me run this. Uh, let me. I think the top three flex DPS. Do you mm-hmm. need a flex DPS? I think Kevsta can probably play whatever, right? So if you want to flex sure. DPS. What you want? Choice one. Alpha Yi. Um, Profit. Yaki or Sparkle. If we're looking at like, are you, are you asking like dedicated flex DPS? Like I don't yeah. really need to be. Unironically, I think I probably lead with Alpha E. Mm. Probably Profit, then Sparkle. Something like that. Those would be like the top three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like and that's like mostly barring Tracer, but even then it still kind of like works out. Um if it if it's including Tracer, then I probably lead with Profit and then I, I probably swap profit and alpha for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, that would be like, who would I expect the gladiators to sign? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's who I'm looking at as to like, yeah, like this is the talent that is going to pair with Kevster. Maybe even a third that like is a, is a role player. Like you need a happy or like a, like who's in the market for dedicated hit scan. Um, uh, sure, like a Kai type of player. It doesn't have to be Kai, but like that that type of player, right? Like you want to give Kilo a second Fitz. chance, I guess, but even then... Fitz is still there. Yeah, I'm kind of... I think Fitz had a great playoffs, but... Did he have a good playoffs? I don't remember. I remember like flip-flopping around with him. I feel like going into playoffs, it was like kind of mid and then he kind of hit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Um but yeah, I, that that would be who I'd really like to see play for Glads. Again, you want to talk about like 
Christmas motif. You know, if I, if I'm glad it's on Christmas day and I open up a, you know, somebody who isn't named alpha year profit. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Or if I'm opening up a piggy, if piggy's under my tree, my big ass purple tree, <laughs> I don't know if I'm super jazz, right? Like that type of player where it's like a hot, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, it's not bad, but like that really says where we're at. Are there more players that are salvageable from the from the spark maybe that I'm forgetting? Other than Alpha Yi? You I mean there's still Bernard, top, that's fine. There's also theoretically like in contenders there's top dragon, right? Like Yeah, I think I think that's like a great I think that's a solid move. I think that probably deserves to be on that list. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm not gonna lie, I have, I'm gonna have to double check this, but yeah. sorry for the keyboard. I need to, I always forget if he, yeah, he's a flex DPS. Okay. I, I don't know why I always like worry about him being a hit scan, but like, yeah, he, he probably deserves to be on that like flex DPS list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. If, if I like open up my presence under the tree and a top dragons, there. like, yeah, that's solid. I like that. Like again, rookie, rookie talent mixed with veteran talent seems to be at least in my mind, like the formula for success mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, but it remains to be seen. Again, last row's not bad, but I don't know if maybe I'm reading too much into it to to worry or to at least hedge my bets a little bit that maybe Glad's... Mm, we'll see. I don't know if they're a lock for playoffs. Sure. But is there anybody else we're forgetting? Anybody else? Any? Obviously, we had the Dallas departures that everybody kind of expected. We've already talked about Fearless to Houston. Atlanta obviously signing as you reported uh, the former Dallas Fuel backline only you know solidifies them as a very very strong and potent team mm-hmm. that uh, will lose to uh, another team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't believe you're sick. You're sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's kind of it for roster moves and signings. I know that we've kind of been going deep in the pocket, but sure. is there any anything else left in the tank that you're you're interested in exploring any I think there is one thing that could happen this off season that lets me join your AT train. Okay. I'll see if that works out and if it does then um is that is that an AT boon or a Atlanta debuff? <laughs> no, like uh, I I I don't like Relative comparison is not that interesting to me. More so that okay. AT can escape the mid tier. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You you would say that the Defiance would be a better team than Vancouver, right? So that's not a team that is presumably should be. Yeah, should be. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will they? We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll have to see what that team looks like. Lord Yiska has a nice ring to it. I think I have a, a great, a great line that echoes a lot of Chengdu bobbery. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have see. to see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I, I mean, to be fair to the the old heads that even remember that, like that came down to like their final match, right? Like yeah. Chengdu easily could have not made that, and I look like an absolute dipshit. Close, but close doesn't matter. History so doesn't matter. We yeah. will see. Exactly. We will see. But 
with the holidays wrapping up. Um, we will be continuing Contenders Week. I'm going to make that known now and hopefully on socials uh, relatively soon that Contenders Week is continuing, but there was some roster movements, and I know that that's like a hot-button issue that we wanted to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have this locked in, so I'll just talk about it here and announce it that um, for next week's episode, we will be joined by both Dor and Moxie to cover Contenders Europe, talk about the graduating class there. Um, that'll be awesome. That'll be our first show of 2023. Um, but 276 um, pretty much is a wrap. And I guess this also kind of wraps 2022 for us, right? Crazy. Another year in the books. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. You're stuck compet- with me. Compet- <laughs> competition wise. Like I, I think That's I enjoyed it. this year a lot. In terms yeah. of uh, the sheer competition, I like like the format. I, of course, like that Overwatch Two came in. I think I like Overwatch Two as a game more, um, oh, at okay, least to yeah. play it as an esport. I'm reserving judgment a little bit longer. I fucking love that we don't have hero pools. Um, I still disagree with some of the competitive rulings. Of course, it's always going to be. Uh, I think when when you're so intensely German that you want to, you know, have your cut grass cut exactly six millimeters off the ground. Um, but yeah, overall, decent year. Unfortunately, not has not provided the amount of answers that I had hoped it would for Overwatch sure. esports. You gotta stay vigilant, I guess, into 2023. And uh, yeah. Should be good. Yeah, we'll echo a lot of the same points. Um, if anything, I'm slightly more bullish. I think I think we operate on two sides of like a very like minor coin where it's like, I think, I don't know. Maybe you could disagree with me if I'm speaking out of school here, but I think you're a little bit more pessimistic on the game. And I think I'm a little bit more bullish. Is that fair to say? Or the yeah. esports side, rather? Yep, yep. Could probably be. I, I think for me, at least, the, the shock and fuel show match that at least like having a sponsor and not just being completely funded by, you know, the two teams, I think that's like a great sign for the future. Um, Especially when we're talking about like how dark it is with, you know, a potential, you know, I don't even know. I not keeping up with economics, but we might even just be in a recession at this point. Um, I wouldn't know. Um, And with, you know, cutbacks in that way and, esports media is still kind of figuring itself out and sponsors, you know, still not, you know, talk about the crypto crash and all this other garbage. Like, yeah, finances are are tight. Um, And to still find a way to try to sell a product and it being, you know, a sizable success, you know, you have still Wolf and Achilles coming out, casting things, super cool. Using it as a platform to announce rosters. That's super cool. Um, I think that's, that, that should be a, you know, a, a lifeline that I think people can latch on to. Um, but agreed a lot of the points that you said there. Overwatch 2, super fun. I'm even playing it a little bit. Um, and yeah, wow. it's it's been a fun year. Overwatch 2 is definitely a, a life jacket out here. We'll have to see what uh, the new year brings. Maybe even some new heroes. That's kind of what I'm banking on. <laughs> um, I'm wishing for some licensing in China. Yes, I mean that that would be the ultimate holiday gift. It's figuring that whole mess out cuz that sorts out a lot of a lot of issues, right? Yes. A lot of problems go away if uh that gets somehow fixed, which 
uh, from my understanding, is pretty hard to get fixed. So, oh yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there's some some movement there. Um, but that's it for us. Two seventy six. Happy holidays. Love you guys. Join the Discord. Download the podcast. Like and subscribe. All that garbage. We'll see you in two seventy seven. Adios. Peace.